Alright Ian, welcome back guys to episode 4 of On The Hook, my Dead By Daylight podcast. So today as usual we have some guest speakers discussing everything Dead By Daylight. Specifically today we're going to be looking at chapter 18 and some of the issues that's caused with the game. So stay tuned guys. Okay, so welcome back to episode 4 guys of On The Hook. So today we have our usual guest, we've got Potato Legion. Captain Salty, myself, and then we've got Tariko who's agreed to join us today. So that's very nice to speak to him. So Tariko, would you like to introduce yourself to anyone that might not know you? Yeah, hi, I'm uh, Tariko, however you want to say it. Um, I am a Dead by Daylight killer main. I do play Survivor sometimes as well. And I'm also a very grumpy video game critic on YouTube. We've seen quite a few videos, so I'm expecting quite a lot of the things that you've said in the videos to probably come out in this podcast. So really, really, really pleased to have you on. First things first and guys, we'll talk about chapter 18. What's your thoughts so far? So I know we've discussed it before, but it was mainly the PTB. So chapter 18 came out on Tuesday. What do you think? Disaster. One word, disaster. I like that one word. Yeah, absolute joke. I think if you're gonna have a PTB that is less buggy than a version that you roll live, you're doing something extremely wrong. There is no point of having a player test build and inviting everyone to come on to test the server if you're going to release something 10 times worse. You can't play Legion. Barber is messed up. Trapper, I believe, is messed up on console players. Correct me if I'm wrong. There are tons of bugs that need to be addressed as soon as possible especially the ones that actually break the game for killers i've not touched legion because i'm too scared that i'm going to lose every single game because his power doesn't work a positive i want to stay positive as well the twins are actually a really fun killer to play even though victor gets stuck in the ground one in three times when i do actually manage to use him he's extremely good and it's really fun to play and i've actually unfortunately only gone against the twins once it's like when you play Survivor, no one is playing the Twins right now for some reason. I've only had one game against the Twins, and it was probably my most fun game I've played on DVD in a very long time. Just because Victor coming at you from nowhere, jumping at you, is just extremely fun. But I'm sure that will get tiring very, very soon, because he is very overpowered in 1v1. There's not much you can do other than spin him at this point in time. Overall thoughts on the chapter is, if it wasn't buggy, the new killer would be fun to play but it's so buggy that the game is unjoyable right now and just frustrating to play. So I actually um, I actually want to agree with basically everything Potato just said. Um, I really like the new killer. So when they announced new killer and I was playing it on the PTB, I was like, this is incredible. This is completely different to any other killer we've ever, ever had. This is uh, two killers in one, essentially, and, it, and it's going to allow new avenues of play that we've never seen before. And that's all true when they work, but I don't think I've ever... I started playing in 2018, and I don't think I've ever seen a patch be just this buggy. And uh, as Potato was saying, the fact that it's not even just the new content that's so badly broken, it's almost every killer at this point has some form of bug or, or game-breaking thing in the case of Legion. It's like the whole game is a mess. So even if you're somebody who wasn't even interested in the new chapter, if you're like, oh, I don't really like that new killer, your, your game is still broken right now. And I think that that is crazy how badly broken it is and, and as you said even the ptb wasn't this bad the the twins were you know they were buggy on the ptb but as far as i'm aware the other killers were fine so i don't understand how how it's happened how it's broken the game so much it's easy it's the code they use it's like the same code that the aisle used as well and uh, i want to talk about the aisle for a minute because they had the same issue every time they released a new dinosaur they broke any something else in the game and to fix that, you need to have a new code that is working on actually updating the game regularly. You know, if like it can't be that everything that worked before or doesn't didn't work like sometimes maybe RNG like trapper traps that you can place on the ground and survivors just go through them and they don't activate or they activate and survivors lose because of that. It's like a 50-50 chance they activate or not. And now it's like on some maps, they don't activate at all. Like they just are in the ground. And then if, if the survivor runs over them, it's like basically it doesn't do anything because the trap is in the ground. And something like that, that you can just basically every killer is like has a bug. Like it's not even like there's no killer that is no, that is working correctly right now. And 
that garbage should not be released like it should not be like they should just like realize that they have to take time off to fix the game and fix that issue with like if you bring a new new thing into the game that you break anything else and it's like i don't know how how they do it but like they have to fix something about like how they do updates and to say in the patch notes that they know the issue the hoarder is not working and instead releasing the game is you just don't release a game that's not finished like not a patch that is not finished yeah. it's just like cash crap in this moment and i haven't played the game since the new chapter launch because i'm pissed about behavior and i don't want to support that shit. like they can st stuff that 300k blood points in the s i'm still criticizing them whenever i see it because that's just stupid what they do yeah i mean going back on a couple of things that people touched upon there potato in regards to the twins i've played survivor quite a lot i mean again I'm the same as you. I haven't really touched Killer because I'm just worried about all the different bugs. Literally every Killer that I normally play as seems to have a bug. So I've been playing a lot of Survivor, but I think after playing since 1st of December, so we're talking about five, six nights, uh, sorry, probably less, five nights, I've come across the Quit Twins twice in all that time, and I'm playing, playing about three, four hours a night, so it's not like a short time. Um, so it is quite amazing how obviously when a new killer comes out normally that killer you play in quite a lot but the twins don't seem to have been uh, available that much the other thing obviously i'm conscious about the two videos that have been put out so potato you put a video out and i will link it above 147 bugs accounting at last count i believe is that right potato yeah that's right someone actually done a forum post labeling every single bug and he's done you linked it actually jay it was really helpful yeah so two, so two pages um over 140 bugs so far and counting and i've had people comment on my youtube channel that they found more right so it's just we're constantly stumbling across more bugs the game is in the worst condition it's been in since i've started playing which is over a year and a half not looking good right now for sure and it's putting a lot of people off and the fact that no one's playing a new killer is actually quite worrying it just means that this chapter has done really poorly in terms of sales no one's buying the new killer no one's playing it i mean when pyramid head came out my god you saw pyramid head every day for like a week it's it's quite a disappointing chapter for sure yeah definitely i mean and the other video i was going to touch upon Tariko, i loved your video using the restaurant as an example one thing i i mean moving aside i remember sniggering to myself because i thought well you've used a restaurant as an example but us brits are renowned for having really bad taste in food aren't we so it's like I was just quite conscious that you'd put that on there and I thought, yeah, that made me laugh a bit. But you put a video on as well and I will link that as well about the fact that they've released something that's not complete. Now, personally, I could understand one or two things if it was stuff not complete, but it's actually quite a lot of things. It's quite scary, 147 bugs at last count and probably more than that now. So what do you, where do you think we go forward with this then? I mean, some people are saying that the hot fix isn't even going to come out for a few weeks, possibly mid-chapter, you know, what, what do you guys think about that? Like, there are some things that we have to consider here. It's like people bought the new Elodie skin. And like, if you pay the best money for bringing such a buggy uh, patch out uh, live, without like uh, what, uh, fixing it before it came off the PDB on the live service. Like why should anyone pay them money right now? Especially for a fucking skin that doesn't do anything for the balance of the game or for the fit problems in the game. You know, it's like, and they always say like, oh, you can't buy the chapters with like for free. No, you have to uh, play for a lot of time to get those iridescent charts to get a chapter and people that are not playing that much and are like like sometimes off like I don't want to play DVD because it it's depressing frustrating stuff like that they don't get those uh, 9k iridescent charts for the new chapter so most people that actually play the new killer bought it for real money and then they get such a disappointment and I can understand what people say like I'm done with that potato because I'm dead done with that potato as well. I was done. I was like on the on the wor on the way to just quitting the game overall because it just get worse over the over the years. Like it started with stuff like the, the it wasn't even the start of the Halloween event. It was just like this. They don't care about the customers. 
they just want money and they have a schedule that they want to hold. But even though they know they can't hold it because right now it's Corona pandemic pandemic. So everyone would have understood that when I said like, we can't get the chapter 18 out in time and we don't want to give you unfinished product, but they don't give a shit. They just give you the chapter. People pay money for that. And now like everything is broken. And I can understand when people say like, Deppelet is dying because it is. And and if I say Deppelet is dying, I mean the original players that haven't even played uh, touched the game since like they changed Ruin, for example. It's like you don't they don't give a shit about their original player base. They just want more money by getting new players to the game and are not interested in holding people that actually played the game a lot. Like me or Terrico or I guess a lot of people from the German community that I'm a big part of and I was when I still played the game on high level. It's like they all said like the ruin rework like just killed the thing and it's like now it's a buggy mess that they that you have to pay for if you don't have the iridescent charts. And then you get like 300k for like oh sorry we are aware of this bugs. It's disgusting. The thing that baffles me, though, is that people have been asking for a health patch now for a while. And for me, I was getting to the point of where I was like, the Blight chapter was bad enough, where I was like, they really need to fix the stability before they really look at adding in too much new content. And obviously, they've been adding in the Battle Pass, they've been adding in all these other new things. And I think the, the only way we really go forward from this chapter is now a full health patch. I think that if, if Behaviour could turn around and say, hey, look we realize that that was not good enough which th i don't think they ever will because they've already they tried to acknowledge it in the q a stream they tried to say like oh this this chapter is not great but they they never said we're sorry or you know we understand that this is really bad they just said there was a, a an above average number of bugs and that's all that they said and so if they were to turn around and say look we understand this was not good enough what we're going to do and i know this is going to cause some complaints because people will complain if they're not going to get content you know fast enough that's always going to be the case but if they were to turn around and say hey look to fix this we're gonna the next the next patch major patch that comes out is going to be a community health patch to fix the game so that everybody who's stuck by this game for four years or however many years can actually enjoy the base game and then we'll add new content later i think that would be absolutely fine i just i i don't have trust in behavior they're going to do that i just think that they they see a spike in player base every time they release a new character or a new chapter and i think that they're so afraid of losing that and this is one of the reasons why i made the video talking about the beginning of the end of dead by daylight yeah. even though that was a bit of a you know it was it's, it's not the, the game's actually got more players now than it's had for a long time but the point was is if they continue down this road and they're not improving the basic game, even though a lot of people are being turned away, it is going to have really long-lasting uh, consequences. Like Captain Salty said, you know, you've you've stopped playing the game, and you're clearly very, you know, um, a very passionate person who loves this game because you're sat on a podcast talking about it. And if you're not playing it, average Joes who just play it a couple of times a week, they're not going to be playing it either. They probably still might because they don't care about balancing or about if they get something for their money because most of the time in the modern gaming world is like people just play a game for having fun or just having having a good time or like chilling after having an, a, a work day that wasn't that cool and they just want to chill out a bit with playing games and those people they don't care about like if things are buggy or laggy or on or are unbalanced on a higher level because they never reach that higher level and there were like people like true talent scott jund that always told them like how they think the game should be with the 2k and uh, to escape should not how the game should be because in the 2k there are so many variables like you can get t uh, 12 ho or you can get uh, nine hooks and people get out and you get performed far better than the survivors and you still get 2k in the end but you can also get Noet, two kills with Noet, and you didn't do anything as a killer the whole game. How is that fair? And and the whole thing is like, you have no no real reason to actually play the game a lot and get better because me mediocrity is getting like rewarded. We have pe perks like D-Strike, when the killer catches you, you go on the hook, you got unhooked, the killer catches you again because you're out of position, you punish the killer for that. 
and then you have more time, you can act literally unhook in front of the killer, and the un the guy that's unhooked getting punished by uh, isn't punished by your mistake in say unhooking right in the front of the killer. And if they go on the trip, you actually see that they don't give a shit about the balancing. And if skill matters, if a better player wins in the end, it's determined by RNG and by stupid things like perks that should not be in the game or something like that. And in, in a casual environment, people don't care about that. Like they think, oh, that hard, this track is such a good perk. But if you really think about it and how many times you lost to that perk, even though you played really well and better than the, uh, than the survivors, you feel like they don't understand what balancing really means. And balancing doesn't mean a 2k and 2 escape. And balancing means the better player in the end wins. If the survivors outperform the killer, the survivors win. If the survivors make mistakes and the killer outplays the survivors, the killer wins. That's how a game works. And if you balance around people that don't know how to play the game, like how will you ever fix like top tier play where I was before I stopped playing the game? I was in the top 5% of players and I had to play against sweaty squads all the time. And even though I outplayed them in the end, I got two Ks out of that. I'm not happy because I played better than them and they just like did gens in the end and then escaped. But that's another point. But see, see back that, to the... Yeah, see, that, that brings us on to like something we discussed before was what would you class as a win? I totally get where you're coming from, Captain Salty, with that. Where I am with it at the minute is... I've been pretty happy up until the release of this chapter and that's what's been disappointing is that I've always tried to stay positive about a game and I get the impression, Potato, you were probably the same. You know, we are new content creators. We do rely on Dead by Daylight. You know, that's that's a community we're trying to build. But to find that it with the release of the chapter, it's come to the point where I'm actually like, yeah, I don't really fancy playing Killer anymore. It's like, it's quite sad actually. I know... Like I said, Potato, I know you'd mentioned it uh, earlier about the fact that you you haven't played Legion, for example, and things like that. So it's quite disappointing. Something that came to mind, I think I was talking about this in actually in your Discord, Potato, with one of your viewers. Is it a case of the developers need to be start being more open with people? I mean, for example, I've, I've sat this year and I've given the benefit of the doubt and I've thought, actually, okay, we're in the middle of a pandemic. They're working from home. Could this be causing problems? So I'm, I'm sort of having a look to try to not defend them as such, but to try to put some rationale behind what's actually happening. But it seems to be, and it was disappointing watching the question and answers, because like you said, Tariq, or they sort of brushed it aside and said the wording just didn't sit right. It was like, yeah, we've, we've had an abnormal amount of bugs that came with us. We're really sorry. And that was sort of the tone that was said. And I was like guys why can't we just put our hands up and just say you know what we're really sorry we're going to try to fix this as soon as possible what do you guys think about that i think they don't take it seriously as you said i i started to watch the q a for a little bit and i was hoping most of it would be about them talking about addressing bugs and what went wrong with the chapter and people were asking questions in the chat like when can we play legion again or when's we going to get a quick hotfix and they were answering what made me switch off was somebody asked a question about Dwight in a maid outfit. I just went, what's cosmetics and jokey <laughs> cosmetics got to do with anything? Like, you've got such limited time to answer these questions. You need to be answering the serious ones about your game. And it just seemed like they didn't care at all. Um, the fact that they rewarded 300k as a sorry isn't good enough. Yeah. I mean, everyone here in this chat and probably in the community would have waited another a month or a couple of weeks for a completed version of this chapter. But funny enough, I actually spoke to somebody on the official Discord, one of the staff members, I actually managed to get in a conversation with him. And I said, what's the excuse for this? And they said, well, it's because of licensing issues. And I mean licensing issues as in getting it ready for console, Xbox, and I think Steam, they have to give them a date as to when they're going to have a chapter released and they have to abide by it. So I think there's a lot of time constraints that they've set on themselves. Instead of openly admitting, damn guys, we're a bit in trouble here. We may need to extend the licensing fee somehow. I don't know. They just sort of rushed it. And it seems like they've released this version without even like testing it beforehand because we all know this is way more buggy than a PTB. So 
not a single staff member has gone on or tried to play the game before it's been released because I don't know how you can release it with, for instance, Legion being twice as slow as he should be, you know? Overall, um, I, they, they're not going to take responsibility. I can see them just brushing this aside and offering us more cosmetics or blood points. I really don't see the next health patch actually fixing all of the issues. It might fix some major ones, but there'll still be little bugs in the game that can ruin a game for people. So, honestly, my hopes are not held high for the next hotfix, if I'm being honest. Same. So, one thing that I really don't understand, though, is you say that I've seen this actually be talked about the licensing issues, is how can Cyberpunk 2077, a whole game release, a huge, massive game that also has licenses because there's licenses music and all that kind of stuff, how can that be delayed several times and yet Dead by Daylight can't delay a chapter? Now, because they don't even tell us when the chapter is going to come out until about it's usually about a month before right it's, it's, it's two weeks um until they announce that they announce the ptb about two weeks ahead and then the ptb comes out and then it's usually about two weeks after the ptb that the chapter comes out so they don't even give us concrete dates on when the chapters are coming out so how can they not delay one and what you said about uh testing you're absolutely right there is no way that this has been tested enough or it either has been tested enough and they just released it anyway because my first match scott john's first match and plenty of other people that i've spoken to their first match they noticed horrendous bugs so if we're noticing it on our very first match this isn't like it's a hidden bug somewhere that no one found it, it's it's very common very across the board and almost the entire game is very unstable so if you tested that for an hour you'd have realized that so there is no reason for me that they couldn't have delayed it and if it is a licensing issue then i'm sure these licenses would understand i mean if we're talking about the license killers for an example i'm sure they would be more happy with the game being in a stable state because at the moment nobody's going to be buying any of these license killers anyway so i'm not sure what license the issue is but they need to sort that stuff out because i've never seen this in any of the game i've never seen another game release content in this state and then say oh but it was a licensing issue yeah i mean yeah. For, for, for me for me as well when i had uh, um, again potato i think you mentioned it during the week when we were talking about it and the whole licensing issue thing actually it didn't feel right because it sort of meant that okay we've got license issues but we don't actually care about our consumers we've got two issues here we've got a licensing issue but we're gonna mess the game up make sure everything's come out keep the license inside happy but it's sort of taking us for granted if that makes sense as consumers that it's not you know the break in the game for us and when i say break and this is a the big thing i mean i've wrote a couple of things down you know legion we know of trapper i know people are saying they can't see the aura of these traps they can't pick traps up they can't place traps so that they're like game breaking mechanisms that are just going to spoil the game spoil certain killers so it doesn't really wash for me the, the whole licensing thing and as i say it makes me think if that's the excuse that they're saying that they're maybe taking us for granted like as consumers yep exactly that's what i think as well it's like the the whole issue with the twins right now are the same bugs that already were on the ptb like victor is growing into the ground victor sometimes is, is slow and can't really use a power it's the same things that were the, the the issue with the killer on the ptb but like they give they now they're like oh we can release a new chapter and oh, Eludia has a new skin and people will buy that skin. So we release it anyway, because it brings money. You know, it's like, that's, that's how they think. And that's, I don't, I don't give it, I don't believe them it's a license issue. Because if it's a license issue, I think if they would say, because of it's our game is right now, it's like, it's such an unstable thing. We saw so many bugs on a PTB. We can't make this thing. I, I think, I think Steam wants people uh, wants people to play the game and be happy about that instead of just buy uh, pay paying money for a dlc where people say bad reviews about it and then like uninstalling the game because of a buggy patch you know i i think everyone that is like wanting to promote games and publish games out like steam or like microsoft or Xbox or sony on, on playstation like i think they will understand that if the game is in such a state of like if the tests were so buggy that they can't release that yet and they have to fix the core first it's like but they don't they don't want this like they could easily say okay because of pandemic issues 
maybe one of our devs has like corona issues and that's why we have like one death less and stuff like that they could lie to us if they want and we would still understand it because we want the game in a better state and if they take time to release the content and maybe like push away the schedule for like one week or even two weeks maybe maybe even three weeks and then release a chapter that is actually not buggy at all and has no issues whatsoever like no new issues like fixing all the issues with a new with a new patch people would be more happy about the game i agree and i think that even further goes to the point of well if they did just release this because they wanted the money they would have made a lot more money if this chapter was working because i i don't know if the devs know like how much of their game uh, sales actually rely on content creators but there there are some huge content creators out there on youtube and on twitch who literally make sales for them you know they they the new chapter comes out and then true talent scott john odd starver all of these people are playing the the new killer and they're going oh my god this killer is so much fun here's this new build that i came up with and then all the people in the chat are going oh i'm gonna go buy that and as you people have already said in this podcast today like you you as when you're playing survivor you're rarely seeing the new killer so it's clearly not sold very well so they they clearly aren't making as much money as they could do if they'd just taken like a, a, another month or something so i really don't understand i i can only honestly assume that it's there's got to be some bad management somewhere there's got to be somebody in the company who's making these decisions just doesn't understand and i i honestly have a feeling that the person who's making that decision on when the chapter is launched is not a developer because i feel like the developers of this game know they know how bad it is right now and you don't want that if you're a developer you don't want your game to be this bad because it looks bad on you you know you made it it look it's it's bad i can only imagine that there's just some really bad management going on in the company and i don't know I don't want to be conspiracy theory, but there has definitely been a correlation between some investment from certain big companies that I'm not going to mention and name, but there's been some heavy investment from some companies into behavior and the quality has dropped significantly since then, in my opinion. Yeah. And just touching on that, guys, I believe, again, I'm not going to name it the the investors and things like that, but Space Coconut released a video on this and I think he named everything. So... If you're unsure, you can always check out Space Coconut's videos. And I think it's one of them. It might be about two, three months ago he mentioned this. And he did go on about the investors. He believes the same as well. So we think in health patch. So just from what we've come up with now, we're saying that the way to fix it. I mean, obviously, Captain Salty, you've told them where to put the 300,000 blood points. Uh, I think Potato, you were the same there. So are we saying the way forward now is a health patch that got mentioned on the very first podcast by uh, tat and it was basically said that it was done on a different game to i know you review a lot of games and you've probably got a lot more gaming background than what i have but i think i can't remember the name of the game now but there was a game that was mentioned pubg pubg that was it yeah and, and it was... rainbow Six siege as well from ubisoft yeah yeah, yeah. so they basically also... yeah they basically went through and said we're gonna fix our game and do we all agree that that's something that behavior needs to do yeah i think that's just the start honestly um i think that's the start to claim back the goodwill that they've lost in the last few months because obviously you know i complain a lot i'm very critical but i i've only been doing that for the last few months it's only since i got really annoyed at the game and i know a lot of people are the same i think that's the start they should do that uh as a promise of saying okay look we've understood we've understood we've we've not done the best we're gonna fix the major problems with the game, the major bugs. Get rid of ninety nine percent of the of the you know obvious bugs in the game, and then going forward, we're gonna QA test. We're gonna whenever we have a chapter, we're gonna make sure it's ready before we release it, and that's gonna be the standard that we've now set from the health patch. Because if you do a health patch and then the patch afterwards is is as broken as buggy as the one before it, then there was no point. So that like that the health patch is great, but it is just a, a start for me. Like they lost me when they reworked ruin and then the the mentioned why they did it and this this was full fully not understandable because first of all you never find ruin in low ranks that's not a not a thing like and if you find it you will get prepared for what you will see in the higher ranks so it gives you an it gives you like a motivation to get better at the game but like i said before it's like it it's kind of they cater towards mediocrity like if you if you suck you should still have like a chance to be get out alive. But no, if you suck, you should die. That's how your game works. <laughs> like if you are a bad player and the killer outplays you, you should die. You should not get out, out alive because the devs think, oh, everyone should escape or everyone has a, has a chance to have fun in this game. No, like 
if you play a game a lot, you will get better eventually. If you stay against like getting better because you are like, oh, it's but it's not fun if I know what I'm doing. Like then don't don't say don't tell people what they should do. Like you can't uh, listen to those like bad survivors that can't hit great skill checks if there are like a lot of top tier survivors that can hit great skill checks and old ruin was not an issue on high end on high ranks anymore because people were able to hit great skill checks and it's like play your game have like a have like a testing team that plays the game more and understands why things should be balanced not well, problematic things should be balanced yeah. not well, things that are unfun against yeah, well, they sort of have that at the moment, in my opinion, in regards to the Fog Whisperers. So I'm imagining that should be part of the things that they do, but I'm not sure, you know, I'm not really delved into the Fog Whisperers role too much. But I always think, and I, I don't want to go too much into this, but with, with the balance, I do think they have the work cut out because they've got such a range of different ball uh, different ranks and we, we discussed them last week with Lydia didn't we you know how would we change a ranking system we'll move on from the bugs then so I know some of you have already touched on it how are you finding the twins for the people that have played I know Captain Salt you haven't played as them as yet I know Potato you've touched on it and Tariko have you I don't know if you've played in the Tariko or not have you used them at all or yeah, yeah, I've played a few matches. I honestly would have played quite a few more if they weren't so broken. Um, but I really like them. I honestly, I think they're not a very strong killer. And I think a lot of that comes down to uh, a lot of their hard counters that they have. You know, the Locker being one and, and the, there's others. Um, Victor is very strange because he's very, very powerful, but he cannot deal with most windows or pallets because of how his yeah. uh you know he just he can't break them and so if he can't jump over it he's just he's a hard counter to him and i think a lot of this needs looking at but at the same time we've never really had a killer like this and the closest thing we've got is hag but hag only teleports between one you know one location and another there's never been a killer that is split into two and the few matches that i have played i've been really enjoying trying to like think ahead and go okay so like um, I know that the, you know, survivors are on this generator and the shack's right there. So I'm going to go and play Charlotte in the doorway to shack. So if they go over there, the shack is now pretty much useless to them. And, you know, then chasing with Victor and, and swapping between them. And it's, it's such a really interesting killer. I genuinely really, really like them. And this is why, not to go back to the bugs, but this is why the bugs are so frustrating because yeah. there's plays that you can make with this killer that no other killer can do. And I really like finding that out. And there's certain loops that you can just completely just ruin for the survivor. And I like that a lot. And yeah, she's fun. I agree. Yeah. She is. She is a really fun killer, and the fact that you can control two killers is really, really cool. I'm going to have to counter you there about the windows and pallets. If you actually time your distance right, you can actually vault over and catch them on windows and pallets. It's very hard to do, and you will mess up nine out of ten times, but you can do it. Um, yeah, you and... can. You can. There's, uh, there's just a certain... The When I said you can't deal with... Uh, sorry palace and windows what i meant more was that you can't break them as as victor sure. and also you have to get quite far back you can go through windows but you have to go quite far back and so good survivors like top tier survivors they're just gonna move before you do it yeah or be waiting there and kick you in the face which is a really good mechanic if you can kick victor i think he'd actually be broken to like should be s tier that mechanic alone makes us sort of balanced the fact that you can kick Victor because he's the ultimate camping little shit. And if you, you there is a bug right now, I don't want to mention bugs, but if you down somebody and then move Victor to a hook and then hook them, he's he can stay there and be like your little watchdog. But obviously, if you hook them, you can't place him next to the hook because the game doesn't allow you to camp. There's like an aura around a hook, you're not allowed to place Victor, but the way around it is by doing that. So I've noticed the main strength with her is when you slug somebody with Victor and you leave him like around a corner and somebody comes in for a save, you normally get two of you normally get another down with that down because somebody's trying to rush in because you've got no tear radius, they just assume you're not there. And a lot of my games I've I'm slugging a lot with this killer. And for that reason alone, she's very, very strong. And I'm enjoy playing her. No, that's good to hear, obviously. I haven't put as, as much time. I think I've probably played her about three times, but I am 
I know we mentioned, we seem to always go back to the issues. I'm currently stuck in that grind. I know, Tariq, I know you've mentioned that before about a grind on, on your videos. So just trying to get the blood points to try to unlock, and it is getting so frustrating. I think I was talking to you during the week about it wasn't a Captain Salt, you know, when yeah. you get, like, level one, then level two, then level three of an app of Monstrous Shrine. You know, it's like, come on, get me something decent. So I haven't put as much time into her as I, as I should have, but... I am getting there. I am getting there. A couple of things then. These are coming out literally from the question and answers. So we've got a few reworks and I just would have liked to have got your opinion on how you would rework the certain killers that were mentioned and a certain perk. Uh, Captain Salty, you'll be happy about which perk it is, but we'll leave that to the end. So clown rework. So they gave us a bit of a tease. I mean, a tease was a bit of a nothing video, to be honest. So what, what would you have as a clown rework if you were if you were a developer and you were in charge of changing it i just i just think clown needs something else because i know this is gonna be a very vague answer but clown has one thing and one thing only he throws his bottle his bottle slows them down and that's it and if you look at newer killers that have been developed i know you guys have talked about freddy in the last episode um and you know freddy is now apparently getting a nerf which is good but the the newer killers that they make pyramid head freddy and so on they have so much things to do like yeah, pyramid head he's got his cages he's got his m2 he's got his built-in mori and then you look at clown and he just has balls that's it and so for me i think clown just needs something extra to do and people have made all sorts of suggestions like maybe he could you know place traps bottles around so you could place one in the shack and then they run through it or something um maybe uh well from from looking at the the teaser which was nothing i mean it had a, a, a yellow cloud so i'm assuming he's gonna have different types of bottles that do different things now and it seems like you're able to switch between them which could be very interesting because if you had a, a bottle that did something different just slow down because i think a lot of really good players don't really mind the the lack of visibility so much so all it really does is just a minor slowdown being able to do other things instead of just slow down would be really cool but he just needs something he just needs something different that isn't just the the same thing over and over again yeah the problem is uh clown is really good in what we want but that's it like if you play you have to understand it like you have four survivors and you have no map pressure so you can't pressure the rest of the survivor team fast enough and that is like you have like really you have like a decent chase like these bottles are really good to deny people from loops but what else do you as a clown and i think the two bottles are i would i like it's like what's not overpowered is one bottle is on cooldown and exposes the survivors when on hit, and the other never exhaust them. That would be cool. Exhaustion and explosion in the base kit, both on cooldown, and then normal bottles. Mm. I think I also had the original idea, well, not original anymore, but I was actually thinking um, the whole different bottles thing that he could switch out. I'm hoping it's not just two. I'm hoping it's like three or four. Maybe one that he throws when he's in the cloud himself he gains like a speed boost or when he hits a survivor they get like sloppy butcher effect you know i'm hoping it's actually something in his base kit and it's not add-ons like freddy with pallets something that he could swap out maybe yellow gas for instance stops survivors vaulting or you know there's plenty of opportunity to make him more variable and different by giving him different bottles. I was also thinking maybe something good would be that the more he spends the time in the gas, maybe as Salty said, like the condition could be once he's been in the gas for a certain period of time, his next hit will be an insta-down. Like he just gets off on the gas and he gains so strong, he can just insta-down the next person. That could be pretty cool. You have got to be careful for how long the clown has been in the gas for. He does need something else for sure. Uh, so either one of those two things would be really good for him, I think. That still would not fix the one uh, 1v4 issue. Like, it, it would make him far stronger in 1v1, but what do you do to give him, like, control over the game? Like so one one thing that would really help with that, in my opinion, is... Uh, so the way it works at the moment now is that whenever you throw a bottle at someone and it hits them, uh, they scream, and pretty much you can hear it from the other side of the map. And I think that gives the survivors information at all times, because you always know you're safe to work on a gen if you can hear the survivors screaming at the other side of the map. So I think reducing that down to a very short radius would give him a little bit of help so he can actually not be... You know, uh, survivors are going to have to be a bit more careful of like, oh, am I safe on this gen or not? Um, but yeah, you're right. I mean, most killers that have map pressure have movement. 
and that's what they have. They they either have movement in in blinks or they can teleport or whatever. And short of giving Clown some way of getting around the map faster, there isn't really any way of giving him map pressure aside from, like I say, placing bottles somewhere so you could lay traps or there's no other way of really doing it well and there are ways of doing it but there's no way that's easy to think of uh without you know giving him some form of movement speed increase or let, let him teleport like freddy does or something like that but that would be boring that would be the same thing as freddy like freddy was like what do we do with freddy oh give him traps or let him teleport to gents let's do that and now he's broken <laughs> what the fuck? it's like it's like you just recycle ideas that like already in the game like Freddy had that issue as well, like how do you rework this character to make him stronger in chases and then, oh, he has everything now, slow down because of the dream world, then you have like slow down of chases, they scream so you know where they are, you can teleport to, uh, to, to the gens, so you can easily kick them with Pop Goes the Weasel, so the pop nerf wasn't even like that bad for him, so like, and that's like, that. you would just make the killer broken with that shit, and it's like... Well, it'll be interesting to see. We are going to come on to Freddy in a second. My ideas for Clown, and I said this on a video, it was six months ago, it was when they'd first announced that the Clown was going to be getting, I think he had his bottles changed uh, in regards to when he held them, he didn't slow down. For me, I think Clown, and it might be uh, a few people disagreed, but I don't like the reload time of the bottles. Obviously, with the teaser of Give, it is going to be obvious that something's going to happen in regards to different bottles, but... I my counter to it was always, you know, I get why Deathlinger has to reach out, uh, has to reload. I get why Huntress do because they're they're gonna hit, you know, they they're gonna down you with them, with the powers that they have. But the clown, like we've already said, just slowed you down with the bottle. So it was like I always thought the reload. I, I played clown the other day with an add-on. It made such a difference to the game. I I, I could put both games in comparison to say. This is without the reload. This was with the reload add-on that made it quicker and the difference in the game was startling. That, for me, would be something that would be great to see it. Not not removed completely, but just reduced right down. The next killer that was mentioned on the question and answers was the Wraith. Now, I've, I might be reading this into this straight away, but the clue that was given was true invisibility. So what rework do you think is going to happen based on that clue, really? <laughs> you can't see his invisible aura. He is literally just invisible, which would be absolutely terrifying and allow a lot of... Well, camping is very easy on him anyway, but they can now patrol and camp while completely invisible. I think the problem with Wraith is his base kit. With no add-ons, he is extremely, extremely weak. He is too slow base, and he's so easy to counter. I don't think anyone can do exceptionally well red ranks with his no add-ons, because he's just that weak. He's basically just an M1 killer that gets a little bit of a sneak up on you. He's got nothing really going for him. He's, he's got to have, for me, he's got to have a windstorm. Is that the add-on that you mean, the windstorm? Yeah, add the yeah. speed add-ons, yeah. I mean, when he has a mom, he's like 10 times better, but no killer should have to rely on add-ons. Their base kit should be somewhat playable but for Wraith it's insanely difficult without add-ons so I mean I might be wrong here but I've played a bit of Wraith and yeah he is very weak base and he, he's the problem I, so I agree with what you're saying I think Wraith uh, when they talk about true invisibility he's got three counters to his invisibility already you can see him most good survivors can see him coming a mile away because he shimmers second of all you can hear him you can hear him snarl uh, which he's louder now than he's ever been and then third of all a very 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 common perk for survivors to run is spine chill which will always tell you when he's looking at you and heading over to your gen or whatever so true invisibility to me is getting rid of all three of those uh take away his sound take away his shimmer and and then also make it so that spine chill doesn't work on stealth killers i think that was what mclean was uh alluding to because a lot of people have said for a while why the hell does spine chill and other you know objects and so on why do they work against stealth killers when the whole point of a stealth is to be stealthy i think wraith is one of those killers where he's so dependent on who you're going against if you're going against top tier you're, you're basically screwed and you have to work so much harder with Wraith to win. It always begs the question of why, unless you really want that challenge, why would you play Wraith? Because he's fun. Like, he's pure skill. That's what I like. It's like the 
It's this ability doesn't help you in chases. I, I said it in the last podcast, but I can always like repeat myself. Like killers like Rave, that should be the base thing that a killer should be. Like if a killer is really strong, like if a player is really strong, the killer makes like a huge difference. You should not have b uh, good killers in the game. Because if you are a bad player and you play a good killer, like Freddy, for example, which is too fucking easy to play and has a high win rate, even though potato killers can play him and still 4k. But like Rave is just the just the design of like just pure skill. You just have nothing to get your mistakes out. Like if you make a mistake, it's even harder for you to catch up to other killers. Like Pirate Head, if he makes a mistake in a, in a loop, he can just swing his... his Punishment thing and can still maybe hit a survivor if he's guessing, but Rave can't do that. That's the whole thing. It's like the base game of, of when the killers were announced, the game was around like survivors trying to get avoid the killer at all costs, and that's why Rave was pretty strong. But now it's like you have so many perks, like you mentioned Spine Chill, Object of Obsession, Kindred, which tells you where the fuck where the safe killer is, and now it's like. You are basically just a guy with all the power and in chases you are weak because you don't have anything in chases. But it's also the, the thing why I should why I think killers are pretty hard to play but also like satisfying if you get it because if Rave like a killer like Rave is pretty easy to learn but hard to master. And if you get this done on higher levels and get really good with rave you will notice that you have like pure skill and you have to know have knowledge about everything on the map just to play good with him and yeah i just like rave <laughs> you've mentioned freddy a few times that was probably me potato killer can get 4ks with freddy no problem probably need to get good with the others freddy nerf what would you nerf about him then remove his ability to teleport to gens simple or get rid of his snares he he is a really strong on 1v1 and he is insane at map pressure it i i wouldn't i don't know what to change but I, the fact that he can just teleport every gen and there's so many perks in the game that notify you when a gen is almost done tinkerer barbecue and chili discordance there's freddy could just go there instantly so maybe Remove it altogether and just focus more on his 1v1 potential or make it so it's longer, the duration from where he can teleport because he can teleport basically every time he's hooked somebody. So he's constantly applying pressure to people on gens. Yeah, I mean, Freddy is pretty busted. I it's I think it's his teleporting that's more broken than his uh, chasing potential. I, uh, first of all, I'd fix his uh, lunge animation because that's been broken for a while and it always looks like he doesn't hit you, but he does. Yeah. Um, I think, I think, as I was saying before, I think Freddy just has too much because something that not really many people really talk about when they talk about balancing with Freddy is his natural inbuilt slowdown because a lot of survivors will try to wake up and if they don't try to wake up, there are add-ons that punish that. And so that's just free value that you get just for playing as Freddy. And I don't think that's very fair. I think the old system where he had to put you to sleep, at least he worked for that. And, you know, he had to do that to you. So then if you had to fix that, that was because he managed to catch you. Whereas now, like, you fall asleep every minute and it's just... It's too much. It's too much, especially if that Freddy has then brought... You know, this is the reason why Forever Freddy is so frustrating is because... If there is any add-ons in play that make sleep bad, the time you have to spend not only running to the specific box on the map and then having to, you know, do the animation of it and hopefully you don't get caught on the way and then you do wake up and then a minute later and you're asleep again. And it's just, it's too much. As, as you've already said, he's got really good movement now where he can teleport to gens, which is limited because, you know, he can only go to gens that haven't been completed and so on. Um, but then he also has his snares. So he has like everything. He just does everything with base kit. So add-ons are just icing on the cake for him. And I think that's not really fair. I also think that uh, they should make, the, make him work for his success because the old Freddy was, I love old Freddy. Like I had one KO, I can always repeat myself, but... Like, it's just like, you had to work your ass off to actually get something done with him. And you had to control the pace of the game to get it done. And now it's like, you get free uh, sleep of the whole team every 30 seconds, I believe. Uh, if you get the survivor, you can place 
snares in before the, the chase actually began begins and they are slowed down so his chase game is now a tier or s tier even and before it was chased this chase was the worst part but he had anything else now it actually has a gen teleport which makes no sense because freddy in the movie didn't do that so why should it in the game and it's like they should make him a bit more towards like what he was in the movie like this powerful machine that is like really strong in the dream world but he has to get you in the dream world and that's what i liked about the old freddy and i want them to go back to the to more of the old freddy like not make him garbage abysmal f tier and chase but like reduce his actual power that he can work it like i like only for example because he has to work for his power he's just a basic m1 killer with with like he can track the blood after after he hits his survivor this, those bubbles but he is nothing he has nothing for him until he gets his, his hits his power and that's what i like and that that's how they should design killers in my opinion it's like don't give him immediate power let them work for it and that's how you that's how you split good killer players from bad killer players because bad killer players won't get that far because they can't do anything because they don't know what they're doing but good players that get actually hit that that constantly get chases and chases real quick and stuff like that they the Oni is powerful on them, but if you see a potato Oni, you are not fearing that guy because he might get uh, one uh, ability in the end game if survivors are stupid and, and play overly altruistic in the end game. But a bad Oni will never get this value of snowball potential than a good Oni player. And that's thing. That's why I think they should redesign Freddy or give him more towards he has to work for it, like remove his gen. Pr uh, pressure with the teleport and stuff like that yeah i mean going off if i take a bit from what everyone said there yeah i think if you change his teleport to maybe have a longer time that'd be interesting i do like terrago when you said about the um putting them to sleep another one that because he is powerful when you're asleep you know that's when he snares work his fake palette another thing that was mentioned on one of my videos before that someone commented i think it was tat that commented on it and he said a simple nerf would be to change the wake-up mechanism so at the minute the alarm clock is over the other side of the map from where you are so if you change it so you can literally either go to any of them or it doesn't automatically make that one you know the other side of the map to do it so you've still got to wake up but you're going to have a better opportunity to do that so there's a few different things that you could add to him there okay i did say we we're going to mention this at the very end so ds rework again that was a question that was i seen pop up on the question and answers yes or no guys yes absolutely yeah unanimous there so what changes would you have then so i think it's simple once you start a gen or start being productive and you're not being tunneled you lose your ds strike lockers don't work either that's it that is the simple fix it should stop you being tunneled that's it i 100 percent agree so like i i scott john put out in my opinion the perfect fix to this perk and, and for anybody who's not seen his video on it essentially what he said was that if you are in chase that your decisive strike lasts forever so you could run the entire match with your ds up if that killer tunnels you that hard and you outplay them for that long like seven minutes then they pick you up you still have your d strike right and but if you do any action, any meaningful action, you heal somebody or you get on a gen or that, you lose it straight away. Because that way, it truly is an anti-tunneling perk. So if the killer is like, I'm just going to kill you because I hate you for whatever reason, then yeah, you're going to be able to use it on that killer. And it's actually going to be better than it is now because one of the worst things about Decisive Strike is if the killer does tunnel you and you manage to extend that chase for more than 60 seconds, you actually then get punished because when you finally do go down, you don't have your D-Strike. So at the moment, it doesn't really work as an anti-tunneling perk. It, only, it really works as an aggressive perk and that's not fun for killer either. So I think Scott John's uh, idea is just Honestly, the easiest and simplest perfect fix for it. I had the same idea. I mentioned it on the on the previous podcast. I don't know if it's two or three, but uh, I said it. Make it more powerful. Make it if you if you make it an anti-tunneling perk, but make it like really powerful. Like make it permanent. But like if you if they do any action, like even healing, sitting on a gen, you just like it's 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 deactivated. So because it's not a because right now it's like. Even if the killer chases the other person for 45 seconds, then goes back and gets your ass and then picks you up and you still get destroyed, which is like, you didn't handle it, so why should it be activated? Can I just say, what about endgame? Because 
a lot of the time end game collapse you're hooking that survivor and the team will bt take hits whatever and obviously the smart thing to do is to try and go over the injured survivor who's the one person you've just hooked now the worst feeling in the world is yeah you've you've got that down and they're crawling towards the gate there's nothing you can do there's no counter for the killer currently if ds strike is still active and the doors are open so do you think ds strike should still be active end game collapse i i do so i think for me the way that i play um i don't really play end game builds uh, not since they changed since they actually since they added the end game collapse i don't really play end game builds i used to play pig but i don't really anymore and for me if i haven't got any kills by the time i've lost all five of my gens i've played really badly and i think that denying survivors some of their strongest perks at the end game well, if you've killed them all before the end game, well, then they don't get to use the decisive strike anyway. And if you haven't, then you probably haven't done very well that match. So I, I just feel like a, from a, even though I am a survivor, killer main, I feel like from the survivor side, I think disabling it would be a bit too harsh. Um, and I don't really think there's any way around it because if you don't disable it, you'd have to nerf it in somehow. And there's just no way of, there's no way of doing it where the killer won't then abuse that fact. You know what I mean? Like the killer will then just use, however you change it, the killer will use that to just tunnel that person out of the game at the end. Because especially at the end game, when, um, if the killer's got no kills, that's when they generally do tunnel because it's like, well, I haven't got any kills, so yeah. I want to get my one. Yeah. The same reason with Noah, by the way, it's like, you should not get rewarded as a killer if you don't manage to get a kill yet. It's like, it's just like you lost the game, move on, and this all of get out because they have like, in this moment, where you have to turn because you met, you played badly before, like the survivors deserve to win because you played badly. And you, like like the same thing with, you should not get rewarded for a bad play, should be here, the thing. I'm the killer man as well, and I was a killer man, I don't play the game anymore, but like I would, uh, say the same thing that Terry called it because uh, I think it's like if you want one side to be like don't uh, don't get rewarded for making mistakes tarnish mistakes on the killer side as well and in this moment it's like if you don't manage to kill people and they decide to strike you in the end game you deserve the loss and that's basically it yeah, I, I agree with that as well. And I've, uh, it's something I've said before when I've spoken to people about decisive strike is that sometimes it baffles me when you watch people playing and what they'll say is, okay, they've got decisive strike, so I'm not going to pick them up. And I'm like, well, actually, always analyse how the game's going. Because if you've got time to eat that decisive strike, you get rid of it so you don't suffer from it if the game goes down to the end game. So it is something that uh, I think, I wouldn't change it working an end game, and, and for the reason that you've said, uh, Terek, was that for me, if you happen to rely on that and it happened, you probably don't deserve to get that that kill anyway. So yeah, so okay, so it's unanimous in regards to DS. Some good good ideas. I haven't actually seen that videos, but I am gonna go and watch it, and I'll probably link it above from Scott John in regards to that because that sounds like a great idea to me. You know. DS have it as long as you want, but as long as once you touch something, then that's it. You've uh, you've lost that ability. Just the last couple of questions, guys. No, we're slightly running over, so this is for you, Terek. Was a couple of questions that we've asked people who've come on. Favorite killer, favorite survivor. Nice and easy. Um, my favorite killer is Spirit, even though I never play her anymore. Um, when I first started the game, I just loved her aesthetic. I loved her lore. I think her lore is the most interesting in the entire game. Um, and I thought she was really cool. And uh, I stopped playing her just because I didn't want survivors to just have a terrible match every game. So now I play Huntress more. Uh, favorite survivor is David. I used to play Nier all the time because I like her cosmetics, but now I play David because um, he has a beard now. That's a very good answer. Yeah, very good reason to do it. And finally then, your favorite perks. One killer perk, one survivor perk. My killer one is easy. Uh, barbecue and chili. I love barbecue and chili as a killer perk. It's just so good that even if I don't maybe do amazing, like if I get zero kills, if I have barbecue, I go, if I got four stacks of my barbecue and chili, I'm like, at least I know I'm going to get some good blood points. And then also it's really nice whenever you hook somebody to know where the other survivors are. So I think it's like a really good anti-tunnel perk because it's like, if I see somebody on the other side of the map, I at least know where to go. And so I'm not going to hang around the hook and, um, survivor perk. That's, there's a lot to choose from. I, I actually don't know. Um, I'm okay. A controversial, controversial opinion. I think my favorite uh, is Spine Chill because 
I I like being able to know whenever the kill is coming for me, and it allows me to kind of make plays and prepare. And I do think it is a little bit overpowered. But I think that um, being able to know if the killer is heading over to the gen that I'm working on and being able to either go and hide or go and do whatever. Or if I'm going to, for example, go on a hook as another survivor, and then I see spine chill light up, I know that the killer is about to come in and camp. So I think it's a really good information perk, and I uh, also use it so I don't have to deal with Wraith. All right. Brilliant, brilliant. So I think that's probably two perks that none of us have mentioned either. So I think every t every week we've all had different different perks. So it's good to see the variety working there. All right, well, thank you very much, guys, for coming on. I am going to give a shout out Potato Legion. I'll put a link up to your YouTube above. And feel free, guys, to go over and subscribe, check out his content. Same for Terracote, so your YouTube channel, and you've got a new one as well. It, now, correct me if I'm wrong, is it Super Nerd Mode? It is, it is. That's uh, my non-Dead by Daylight content, so yeah. going on that one. So if you've got your Dead by Daylight channel, but you've also got, if you want to know about other games, other reviews, other critics, then I will link that as well for you. So as always, guys, thank you very much for your time, and this will be the last podcast for 2020. I am going home for Christmas, so I won't be able to do it, but we'll resume again in January. All right. Thanks, guys. Well, thank you for having me. Thank you very much. Have a lovely Christmas, everyone. Yeah, yeah. yeah you, you too, too guys. guys. All righty. Hope you enjoyed it, guys. That was the last episode for 2020, and we will be back in January with more episodes discussing everything Dead by Daylight. Wanted to say a special thank you to everyone who's joined in the podcast so far this series. And if you do enjoy the videos, guys, please give it a quick like. And if you haven't already done so, please consider pressing that subscribe button, click the notification bell, and you will be updated when I release any more videos. All right, thanks, guys.